in the morning, early in the morning, in the morning, I will rise and praise the Lord. In the morning, early in the morning, in the morning, I will rise and praise the Lord. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I know you come from heaven above. The Holy Spirit is on the throne. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I will enter his gate with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his gate with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I am so glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Ah, hallelujah. He has made me glad. I am so glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Good morning, people. Welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Ekakunenjingum. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus and I am your host. It's a beautiful and a lovely day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you all for tuning in. You are welcome. I have a message for us all today. And before we dive into it, let's welcome Abba Father. Let's welcome Yahweh, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the mighty man in battle. Father, take over me, take over the service. Less of me, more of you. Preach to me, Father, and bless your children. When you are done, take all the glory. I soak myself and everyone under the sound of my voice with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. Father, your blood that you shed on the cross of Calvary, your blood that speaks more than every other blood, let it begin to speak in our life today and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name we say, Amen and Amen. Come and join me, sing hallelujah. Jehovah Jireh has done me well. Come and join me, sing hallelujah. Jehovah Nisi has done me well. Come and join me, eh? Come and join me, sing hallelujah. Hallelujah, eh? Jehovah Jireh has done me well. Eh? Come and join me, sing hallelujah. Eh? Jehovah Nisi has done me well. Mm-hmm. I will lift up his name higher. Hallelujah. I will lift up his name higher. Oh, Jehovah, Alpha and Omega, I will lift up his name higher. Oh, Jehovah, Alpha and Omega, I will lift up his name higher. This joy that I have, come on, this word didn't give it to me. Hey, this joy that I have, this word didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, this word didn't give it to me. This word didn't give it. This word didn't give it to me. Jesus gave it to me. That's right. Jesus gave it to me. Jesus gave it. Jesus gave it to me. This joy that I have, the word didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the word didn't give it to me. This joy that I have. The word didn't give it to me. The word didn't give it. The word didn't give it to me. Jesus gave it to me. That's right. Jesus gave it to me. Uh-huh. 
Give it, Jesus, give it to me. Hallelujah. I love that man of Galilee, of Galilee. He has done so very much for me. He has forgiven me of my sins and sent the Holy Ghost to me. I love that man of Galilee, of Galilee. I love Jesus of Galilee. He has done so very much for me. He has forgiven me of my sins and sent the Holy Ghost to me. I love Jesus of Galilee. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. God bless you all. We thank Master Jesus for life. It's currently 8.51 a.m. my time. I can't remember the last, last time I came on so early to preach here at this hour of the day. Wow. Right? So we don't have an hour. We go by the leading of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. When he say go, we go. When he say move, we move. <laughs> so I have a powerful message. I've preached this message, I think, about two or well, almost three years ago. But the message, I still have to preach it. Like the Bible. Remember when I was young, I used to ask myself, eh, each day we go to church, always we go to church, they open the same Bible and they preach the same Bible. Is it that they never complete this book? They might have preached that message. But when they repeat it, you'll get something new out of it. Or probably when they preach it, you were not there. Or you were there. Some people were not there. And now the man of God is led. The woman of God is led. The, the Reverend Father is led. Your pastor is led to preach and read that same Bible verse. It never goes old. It never goes out of fashion. There is always something new. Do you think, I've read the Bible, I've completed the Bible. Will I say, okay, I've read it, I know it. Or No. We keep reading and God keep opening our eyes, keep showing us things, keep revealing things to us. We keep learning new lessons from it. And the same way you preached them, the way you preached them mystery last year or two years ago, I bet you it's not the same way you are going to preach it this year or when you preach it 10 years from now. So don't say, ah, she has preached this message before. Oh, myself, I will not be like, ah, Father, but I've preached that message now. No, give me something new. That's what the Spirit of God wants me to preach. Maybe it's, there's somebody who is going to be here on today who needed to hear this. And that person will not go down. Maybe it's a new follower. That person will not go screw right down to go and search for the messages that I've preached for almost three years now. Right? So that message can be for that person who is just listening to me for the first time or maybe who is new on this platform. Right? So this is for me as well. This is also to encourage me as a preacher that you don't say, oh, I've preached. And other men of God, women of God out there don't say, no, I've preached this message. Yeah. It's not always about us. We are not preaching to ourselves, but to the people that God has put under us. The message is for them. Do we say, oh, we'll say salvation prayer, we'll not keep saying again. No. You know, I've, I've led them to Christ, I will not. No. Somebody you led to Christ a day ago or a few years might have seen and still need to renew their vow with God. Or still not, I will not use that word renew, still need to repent rather and make peace with God. So you still have to lead them to Christ. You know, say because I led them to Christ. No, even myself, when I do something, I repent and I say the salvation prayer again. So no message is always enough. You can say I've preached it already, so there is no need. So that aside, 
turn to your Bible, to the book of Galatians. Galatians 1, our message today is taken from the book of Galatians. Galatians 1, verses 1 to 10. Galatians 1, 1 to 10. So, I will read. <clears throat> this is from Apostle Paul, right? This letter is from Paul, an apostle. I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority, but by Jesus Christ himself and by God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. Let me tell you something. When I read this this morning, I was like, that's right. <laughs> and I was smiling because my anointing, I was not anointed by a man of God or a group of people. I didn't go to any uh, Bible college where at the end of the day they say, you know what, you have, you have graduated, you are now and a pastor or a woman of God. No, God anointed me himself. God, the day God will release me to play that video here, you listen, you hear it, and you know that that can only be God. God anointed me himself, and he said he has put a sword in my hand. I should go. I will see, will speak, and I will speak. I'm here, my today doing his work. Almost three years. Almost three years. April 23rd will be exactly three years ago that God, God anointed me. And 15th of May of 2021 was the day. April, April of 2021, right, 23rd. And that same year, a month later, almost a month, because 23rd and then 15th of May, when when I started preaching on this platform, then it was Anchor. Now it's Spotify podcast. Yes. So her time goes. I didn't go to any Bible college, no formal training, nothing. I know I used to have a big friend of mine. She was like, oh, we are doing Bible studies. She's also a woman of God. And our church or this, this, she goes to one German church or whatever. I was like, no, I don't need it. God has not sent me. I don't say, I'm not discrediting those who go to Bible school. No, no, no. Our callings are all different. It's good to go. I learned from my apostle. Apostle, come on. Teaches us from the Bible. We learn when I read the Bible, the Spirit of God teaches me, helps me to understand and to come out here. You know, I'm just saying when I was reading this today and I heard what Apostle Paul, I read what he was saying, I was like, Well, this is similar to my case. Going to Bible school is good, being anointed by it's all good. But I was just, I'm just saying what happened, my story. I can't change it. I can't say I went to a Bible school, I can't say I was anointed. My apostle did not anoint me. God did it himself, right? So when I saw this apostle Paul's own, I was just like, wow, this is similar to me. And I was just laughing. So he said, this letter, Galatians 1, if you're just tuning in, welcome. Galatians 1, 1 to 10. And I read, this letter is from Paul, an apostle. <coughs> Excuse me, let me see. It was dry. Before coming on, I've preached already. <laughs> I've posted it on Facebook and on my WhatsApp status before coming on here. So my throat is kind of dry. But it's fine now. This letter is from Paul, an apostle. I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority, but by Jesus Christ himself and by God the Father, who raised Jesus from the death. 
all the brothers and sisters here join me in sending this letter to the churches of Galatians. May God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned, in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. I'm shocked at you. I'm shocked. I'm sorry. I'm shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news, but it's not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Let God's curse fall on anyone, including us or even any angel from heaven who pretends, sorry, who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. I say again what we have said before. If anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcome, let that person be cursed. Other Bible version says, let that person be accused. Amen. Amen. What was, the, what was the message they were preaching? The disciples were going around telling people to repent, to accept Christ. Even when they hear people and people be like, wow, they say, we didn't do this ourselves. We did it through the name of Jesus. And the thing is, eh, when Jesus himself, when God, the Holy Spirit himself, teaches you the Bible, explains it to you, you give it as it is. You give it as it is. You don't twist it. You don't try to sugarcoat it. There are some people, they are preaching salvation. They sugarcoat it, make it to be sweet. Like, eh, it's not bad. No, you have to say it as it is. Whatever message they are preaching out there to you, and they don't lead you to Christ, my dear brethren, run for your life. Whatever church you belong, and you go there, they are telling you something else. Probably your man of God comes every Sunday and he's just like prophesy. Let me prophesy. They start prophesying to you, telling you this, telling you that. Prophecy are good. They come from God. God gives people the gifts of, of, of prophesying. He has blessed some people. Some people have those, those, those not all prophecy though. There are some ones that people will make up, right? But if God has given a man of God or a woman of God the, good of, the, the gift of prophecy, Excuse me, I don't have anything against that. When they come and they preach to you and they deliver you from whatever demon, they say, oh, we see you, there is this demon, this chain is tying you down, and this, there is um, um, family, uh, what's it called, uh, ancestral um, um, curse or what, they break them all. That is all good. It's also here in the Bible. Jesus delivered people. Jesus break curses. Jesus set people free. He restored people. He healed people. Jesus preached about marriage. Jesus preached about so many other topics. But at the end of the day, Jesus was pointing to God. He was leading them to God. He was talking about what? Salvation. 
when he saved he, he, he saved the woman who was accused, the adulterous wife, what did Jesus say? He said, your accuser, they didn't accuse you anymore. The lady said, no. He said, neither will I, but go and sin no more. This go and sin no more. What is he telling you? Go and be saved. Stay away from sin. Repent. Because next time you might not be fortunate. You are fortunate I was here today. They didn't do what they had to do. By law, they were supposed to stone you to death. That was the law then. If you commit adultery and you are caught in the act. Because they said the woman was caught in the very act. They will stone you to death. They brought her to Christ. And Jesus said, who amongst you have not seen you pick up the first stone? They were all guilty. Be it adultery. Be it fornication. Be it theft. Be it lies. Be it whatever thing. As long as it is sin. You are all guilty. There's nothing like this is big sin, this is small sin. No, sin is sin. So they were all guilty. That's why they didn't have the courage to pick up the stone and stone this lady. But Jesus told the lady when they left, he said, you might not be fortunate next time or today you were, I was here. So don't do it again. That's why I always say, go and sin no more. Even when he hid that guy and the boy met him in the temple, what did he tell him? He said, go and sin no more. See no more. So let them preach to you about prosperity. Let them tell you, I see you doing this. I see your business flourishing. I see you are going to get married. I see you going to university, free scholarship. Somebody is going to pay. Oh, miracle money is coming your way. They are all fine. But if they preach all of this and at the end of the day, they don't lead you to Christ. They are not pointing at Jesus. They are not telling you that even... Despite the fact that you are going to have all of this, live right, live a life pleasing to God. If they are not pointing you to the cross, Jesus, who is the bridge, the link between us and God. If they are not pointing you to him, then you should be worried. You should be worried. The Bible says, seek him first, the kingdom of God and its righteousness and every other gift, every other thing shall be added unto. Seek God first before all these other prophecies that they are telling you, before the healing, the deliverance. Make peace with God. Imagine a scenario where somebody came in, they are blind, right? They preach to them. And they, they deliver them rather. And the person out of excitement. Oh, I can see I've received my sight. They are running out of the church. Or maybe you are beside the road doing evangelism. And you meet this blind person. And they're like, oh, I've, he, uh, I've, I've received my sight. I can now see they are running. In the course of that, they have an accident and they die. They have not repented. Where do you think they will go to? They are not going to make heaven. They will not make heaven. So of what use is it that they have received their sight and they didn't make heaven? But if that person, you meet them, they are blind, and you tell them about Jesus, and you pray to them, and you lead them to Christ, and you don't heal them from this blindness, they don't receive their sight and they die, they'll make heaven. Which one is more important? Let's say after you have preached to them like that, you say, okay, let me lead you to Christ. They accept Christ Jesus and you just turn, you separate from them. 
maybe where they were sitting beside the road, a car just, you know, missed its way. The driver is out of control and hit that man or woman and that person dies who have just received Christ. They are going straight to heaven. They are going straight to heaven. So imagine these two blind people. Let's put it this way. Two blind people. One has received their sight. They, have not saved. they are not saved. They didn't repent. Why they were blind like that? They had unforgiveness in them. They accused people. They insult people. And you deliver this one from that blindness. And out of excitement, oh, I can see, I can see they are running. Bam. They enter the road and or a car also come from nowhere out of, you know, lost control and hit them and they die. Do you think they'll make heaven where they have not repented? They will not. This one whom you were not able to deliver, probably you didn't, you don't have the, you, you didn't tell them that you want to, to, to pray for them, for them to receive their sight. You're just doing your evangelism. You're like, my brother, my sister, do you know Jesus? Can I lead you to Christ? You tell them how he came, he died for them, for, for, for us. And that if we accept him, we shall be saved. And they say, okay, yes, I'm, I'm ready. Lead me to Christ, please. You say, okay, take a minute. Ask God to forgive you of your sin. And they confess of their sins. And you lead them to Christ. You say the salvation prayer. They say it after you. You lead them to Christ. Don't you think this one, dying there, immediately or even after, will make heaven if they don't go back sinning? They are going to make. Let's just say it happened instantly after you, you pray to them and you leave and they are involved in an accident. They are making heaven. And each time a soul repents, there is always celebration in heaven. Each time a soul repents and accepts Christ, there is joy in heaven. So if you are in a church where every Sunday you come, your man of God will open the Bible or maybe they start preaching to you, telling you how you have to give your offering. Give offering, they are good. Give um, soul seed. Do whatever you have to do in the house of God. Of course, money is needed to run God's home. But if they preach this and they come every day asking you to give, or oh, prophesying to you, and this, healing people, and they go and they don't say, my sister, I've healed you, and I, you know what, let me lead you to Christ. And something is wrong. Something is wrong. Or if they come, they are twisting the gospel, preaching something else. Like St. Paul said here, Apostle Paul, they, they are on their own. Cause should be on those people. Those people are being accused of misleading you. If they are telling you, you know what, no. You can still fornicate. After all, he's your fiance. You are going to get married to him. Don't worry. You are not yet married, but you've made up your mind. Also, the man say, yes, I've made up my mind. I want to marry her. Okay, you are living together. Don't worry. You need to work. When you have money, then you do a big wedding. You know, it's okay. God already knows your mind. So you can still be sleeping together. No, it's wrong. Tell them that they are not supposed to stay together and there's no need for them to make a big wedding. If they feel, they think they are ripe and right, then let them come and you bless them. Let them go to their family. The family approve. You bless them. What is a wedding? Agreement. Of two people when they have a, a weakness. Let the fam their family say, yes, we agree. We are, we are giving our daughter to you. We accept you also as our son-in-law. And the parents, they pray for them or their guidance. And they say, okay. Yes. 
Let them do it right. All this celebration of elaborate weddings, spending millions, and you go back, you don't even have anything to eat. It, it doesn't make sense. In that course of them living together, they are fornicating where they are not married as husband and wife. They are fornicating. And if anything should happen, these people will not make heaven. And you who is encouraging them, curse will be upon you. And you'll be accused for leading them to, to stay in sin. Because you should know better. Why do you think the Bible says judgment will start in God's house? Men of God should know better. Women of God should know better. You should not lead your, mislead your congregation. Some people tell you, how, oh, our church is the best. My pastor can perform miracles. Oh, his miracle water is doing this. It's all about the, the men of God. It's not about Jesus. Their focus is on, all on them. Let them see that, oh, you are a true man of God. You can do this. You can do that. Who called you? Who anointed you? Who gave you the power? And instead of showing people to the cross, you are showing them to yourself. If I be a man of God, if I be a man of God, if I be a man of pride, pride, that one is not a man of God, I can tell you. If I be a man of God, I pray to you today. Oh, you will get married six months from now. Seriously? God is a spirit. Jesus is a spirit. He's the one walking through you. He needs a body. So keep saying, if you be a man of God. Are you trying to make people to know that you are really a man of God? You don't need to say it. By their fruits, we shall know. What do you preach to your congregation? Do you show them the cross? Do you lead them to Christ? Do you tell them about salvation? Of what use is it when you gain the whole world and you lose your soul? Because we shall all die someday. That's why the Bible says, Seek him first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and every other thing shall be added. Seek God first. Because we don't know that. In as much as we pray against untimely death, we should live 70 and above. Father, I want to live 100 years and in good health. And let me have all my, my senses right. Let me be able to. Yes. But we don't know they are. We pray, but God already has a plan. He has set dates and time for us all year. When this one will die, when this one will do this, when this one will do that. So if you see now like, oh, I'm healthy. No, I don't need to. Let me live my life when I'm old and I'll repent. You are deceiving yourself. You might just go to bed and you don't wake up. Have you thought of that? So live right. You might be eating and you choke. And you don't make it. There's a case that I know. These people went home, I think two years ago. A family, they went home to Cameroon. The man, the wife, and the kids. A day to their return, they sat on the table eating from what I heard. This lady choked. Before the rush we had to the hospital, she gave up. 
The husband is here now with the kids. No wife. But they went home together. Little did he know that we are going like this. That, or, or even that day they woke up. Little did that lady know that I'm going to eat like that. That's all. Little did she know. Probably she would not have eaten. Or made peace with God. Maybe she would have repented. If she has, if, let's say, if she's not in good terms, if she's not living right, right? Even if you are living right, you want to keep praying till you take the last breath, till you meet Jesus and his arms wide open and say, welcome. My daughter, job well done. You want to keep praying till you are taking your last breath. If we all know there are, we want to stay there and pray. So you don't need to be sick before you are like, oh, maybe this sickness, I will not make it. Or you don't need to get old before you're like, oh, let me repent. People die young. At what age did Jesus die? But the same Bible says, 70 and above shall we live for those who are strong. Jesus died at 33. Is it that he's not of God? No, his mission here was accomplished, so he had to go back home. Yes. So you can't say, oh no, let me live my life. What life? <clears throat> what life? Why do you want to give God your last? Why do you want to give him there's something, when they're making, uh, 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 what's it called? Fufu, fufu corn. This is dried, grounded corn. And then they have to sieve it, right? And the fine crumbs or the fine one, they put it aside and those big greens aside. So before they call those big one, king, 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 uh, what's it called again? King, king, uh, they throw it away because they consider them chaff. So why do you want to give God your leftover after you've exhausted, your, exhausted yourself going to the nightclub? Now that you're strong and energetic, you're going to nightclub, dancing, giving out all this energy, the party, party. When you're old, that's when you're like, oh, let me repent because I don't know. Maybe anything can happen. No. No. God once told me, Is it three years ago or so? Three to two years ago. Uh, he said, always give God your best. I've shared that with you here so many times. It was on a beautiful Sunday like this. I, was, I had to preach on that day and I had to grieve. So I've, you know, marinated it, everything. I'm like, okay, I'm still coming back here to grill and I'll be smelling all of this smoke and everything. You know, it will be right. My thought. I said, I've cleaned the kitchen and everything. I'm making an audio, right? So nobody is seeing me. Let me just stay in my house clothes, go on there and preach when I'm done. I will do my grill and then bed, you know, eat with my kids and go to bed. And I heard clearly, always give God your best. I said, Father, I'm sorry. Yes, I will do. I clean up the kitchen because that thought was coming while I was cleaning up. I was doing the dishes. I've already marinated the fish or chicken, whatever it was, right? 
Then I was cleaning the dish dishes. I was just having this thought in me. I didn't say it loud. I was like, okay, let me just clean up now. Wash these dishes and then go and preach. Then I'll come back and grill. And then after grilling, I'll just take my shower and eat and then go to bed. God said no. Because when I'm coming here to preach, it's not me anymore. I'm making room for the Holy Spirit. Why do I always say, Father, less of me, more of you? Take over me. I'm not the one preaching. He's just using my mouth. He's a spirit. He needs a body to manifest through. So I will not come now with all my body smelling of spice to come and see there. I expect the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in me. No, now, come on. No. And I expect him to come and dwell in this body. Then when I want to go to bed, I will freshen up. For who am I giving out all this good? No. Just because we don't see God, we are like, I don't care, let me just go. Man, when I heard that, I went, I bathed. I sprayed my most expensive perfume. I even played a music, a song to it and that. And I danced as a song. I will give him the best. Always give him the best. I danced. I posted a video. And I came and I preached. And then I went back and I grieved. Yes. So now that we are strong, let's give God the best. Don't say I will repent when I'm old. So I will just die and make him. You think you are smart. No, you are not smart. God might just be watching because he's so merciful. He wants us to know. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants us to make heaven. That's why he's keep, he keeps giving us time. And we are taking it for granted. When my book came out, somebody called me from Cameroon, a journalist. And when they were interviewing me, this person was like, you seem to have it all. You live abroad, you are working, you have kids, you're married, you're fine. Beautiful. Why are you serving God? I said, why not? Because this is the mentality people have. That only people who are frustrated should serve God. Or if you are serving God, maybe you need something. If I didn't have kids now, if I were not married, I'd be like, ah, oh, this one, she's seeking for a man. That's why she's praying. She's serving God. She wants a husband. She wants God to bless her with children. Or if I didn't have a job, I'd be like, oh, this one is out of frustration. She has no job. She's not working. No. Who makes you beautiful? Why should it be beautiful people have to be, to live to be in the world, uh, sorry, to live the, the life that the world wants them to live. Why is it that it's only beautiful people? Why? Should it be that only beautiful people have to go to the club? Beautiful girls, ladies have to misbehave, sleep around, and no, they can't keep themselves for God. I prayed once I was in the bus. I wasn't a woman of God then. I'm not so sure. But I've repented. My, 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 my relationship with Christ was so close. Or oh, so close, right? And I was in the bus on that day, going shopping. And I said, Father, use me. I want them to know that beautiful people can save, can serve you also. I want them to know that beautiful people can be women of God. I am beautiful, that I know. I am very beautiful. Very beautiful. So I'll say, oh, this is my body. I'm so beautiful. And let me go and be doing what? No. 
Let me be dressing in short clothes to, to show people my... No. God showed me an angel. God showed me how he wants me to, to... My body is the temple of the Lord. And God showed me how he wants me to appear, to always cover up. And he showed me angel Elizabeth. He said, angel of modesty. Angel Elizabeth was dressed in a long skirt close to her ankle and a white shirt, I think long sleeve, well covered up, decent. But yet she looks so elegant, so elegant. Go and watch my videos. You see how I look beautiful. I cover up my body. And God has blessed me. They say, why well, I carry myself with so much grace. Somebody saw my video and said, oh, I'm enjoying you. I just smile. Yes, look at, you will cover your body like the Proverb 31 woman. Cover up your body in dignity. Clothe yourself. It's not by you showing cleavage that makes you to look beautiful. You who is not married, you think when you expose your cleavage, you wear tight clothes, show out your figure, you are seducing people, then you get a man. No. They just want to come and see what is underneath that, and that's all. But when you cover yourself, you'll be like, wow, this girl is so decent. See how they dress. Yes. Yes. So don't come to God when you, you've wasted all your, your life, when you are strong, fit, in the nightclubs, and now that you are old, you can't do anything like, ah, anyway, let me just repent. Let me take my Bible, start preaching to people. You are deceiving yourself. You might not even get to that old age that you are planning. That, oh, when I'm 60, 75, that's when I'll retire. Then I'll start preaching. How about now that you are 20, 30, 40? How about now? We don't even know how long we are to live here. We only pray. We don't know. So if you are where they are not preaching the gospel, they are telling you that, you know what? Live your life, it's fine. They are not preaching the good news of our Lord Jesus. You should be questioning yourself if you are in the right place. You should be questioning yourself. Ask yourself, am I in the right place? Are you in the right place? Our focus should be heaven. Our focus... Our goal should be heaven. At the end of the day, let's make heaven. And we have to start working on it right now. Right now. Now is the time. Because we don't know there are. That's why we have to work on our salvation each day with fear and trembling. Because we don't know there are. So if any other one out there is preaching any other message to you other than salvation. They are telling you, you know what? No, keep doing what you are doing. The secret that is sin, and they're like, don't worry, God is merciful. You can always repent. Don't worry, do it. Oh, God understands. My dear brother and sister, you should have a rethink. You should have a rethink. Okay? So that's the message I have for you today. Go and read the book of Galatians. 
Galatians 1, 1 to 10. And I pray as you read, may the Spirit of God open your eyes for you to see, for you to understand this message. Okay? You are blessed. It's the first Sunday of the month of February 2024. We thank Father for a new month. We give him all the glory. We thank him that we are here and we pray that he will take us throughout this month. He will open our eyes to see what he wants us to see, to hear what he wants us to hear, and he will help us be at the right place at the right time. He will keep us away from trouble, away from danger. Our going out and coming in is blessed. Our going out and coming in is blessed. Yes, God will keep us safe. We will live a life pleasing to him. We will live, make each month better, each day better in our relationship with Christ. Let's know that this world is not our home and that we will someday journey back to Christ and we want to get our reward. That when we come back, we see our father, his arms will be wide open and he will say, welcome, my good and faithful servant. He won't say, depart from me. I know you not. Okay, so before I go, let me lead you to Christ. Take a minute, ask God to forgive you of your sins, repent of your sins, make peace, and I will say the salvation prayer, and you say after me. So I'm assuming that you have made peace. Father, Lord, your children have come before your throne of grace this morning, asking for the forgiveness of their sin, Lord. Oh, have mercy and hear our cry. Hear our prayers, oh, Father, Lord, as I leave them to you, Yahweh. Accept them and cleanse them again in the mighty name of Jesus. So say, Father, Lord, I come into your presence as a sinner. I confess all my sins. Please forgive me. I didn't know any better. I promise not to go back to my old ways. I believe that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross of Calvary so that my sins can be wiped away. I accept Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. Be the Lord over my life. I promise to serve you forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hand on your chest. Say, I am safe. I am, I am safe. Welcome to the kingdom of God. You are now a new creature. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Go and see no more. Do not go back to your always. Congratulations. There is, there is celebration in heaven. We thank God for life. As you go about your business, go out, spread love, share love. Be nice and be kind to people. May God bless the work of your hands in the mighty name of Jesus. May he give you what belongs to you. May he send you destiny helpers to help you. And may you also help people when God lays in your heart. I soak you all, soak your families with the precious blood of Jesus. For all those who are sick, put your hand on your forehead. I speak healing in your body right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Any form of pain, I cast it out and send it back to the pit of hell where it belongs to in the mighty name of Jesus. 
you are healed, you are restored. For those who are seeking from the fruit of the womb, put your hand on your stomach, your womb is healed. If your husband is suffering from low uh, um, sperm count, Father Lord, fix it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Your womb is blessed. And come back and testify. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Yahweh. I am led to bless water. I don't have water. Let me get water. If you have a bottle of water or a cup of water, open it. Hold it with your right hand. Raise it up. Father Lord, I pour the anointing upon my life into this water. That as they drink this water, it will cleanse them from, ever, from everything that is inside of them that is not of you. It will flush their system from every sickness, every demon hiding inside of them. That is not of you. This water will heal them. It will restore them. This is not ordinary water. This is now the blood of Jesus. Drink it and be healed. Drink it and be restored. Drink it and testify. In Jesus' name, amen. Drink, I'm drinking mine right now. Uh, coming on me, I didn't know. Coming out here, I didn't know I was going to do this. This God is amazing. People of God, remain in God's presence. Read your Bible, pray, fast, meditate. Just be good to people. Stay away from sin. Stay away from sin. Okay. You have a blessed and a wonderful day. Share this message to someone. Invite them to follow, to listen to the messages, and God will bless them and bless you as well. You are blessed. Bye-bye.